0: Welcome to another episode of the Latino Business Report. Today we have truly a mouthwatering story to share with you. Valerie Gonzalez and Herlinda Lopez Wood are more than just a mother and daughter. They are the dynamic duo in one of San Antonio's most beloved institutions, Delicious Tamales y Mas. What began with a humble $500 investment in a single location in the heart of the Alamos City has blossomed into something truly extraordinary. You can now find their 14 delicious tamale flavors available year-round, not at one, not at two, but eight locations. Six are in San Antonio and two more in Austin. This is no overnight success story. This is an ongoing journey of dedication and adaptation to meet the ever-changing demands of their loyal customers. Delicious Tamales y Más produces over 2 million tamales every year. That is an incredible 70 dozen tamales rolling off their kitchen line every two minutes. Delicious Tamales y Mas isn't just a local sensation, it's a national treasure. For two decades, they've been shipping their mouthwatering tamales to hungry fans across the country. And if tamales weren't enough to tantalize your taste buds, they've recently expanded their shipping menu to include other Mexican delights, such as picadillo, baracoa, and carne Their culinary adventure has just begun. Welcome to the Latino Business Report. This podcast covers business, people, and issues of the day from a Latino perspective. The Latino Business Report is brought to you by TAMAC, the Texas Association of Mexican-American Chambers of Commerce. TAMAC is the leading Hispanic business organization in Texas since 1975. Now for your host, J.R. Gonzalez. And welcome to another episode. Today we're going to be talking about one of my favorite things, tamales. Yes, sir, tamales is a long-age tradition. It actually uh, did a little research. Tamales are believed to have been created or invented or started, if you will, by uh, Aztecs and Mayans back about 7,000 B.C. in Mesoamerica. So people have been making tamales a long time, but I tell you what, some of the best tamales I've ever had are from delicious tamales in San Antonio, Texas, and also have some locations in Austin. And here to with us today, we have the owners of that establishment, Valerie Gonzalez and uh, Herlinda Lopez-Wood. Ladies, how are you doing today?
1: Very good. How are you doing? Hey, how are you doing, sir?
0: I'm doing great because this morning I got up early and I had some of your tamales. I warmed them up in the microwave and mm, let me tell you what, that is the, breakfast of champions, that is the way to start the day.
1: That's it. With some
0: good, with some good tamales. You don't need a bunch of other extra stuff, just, uh, I I refer to it as my Mexican energy bar. Some people (laughs) have coffee, some people have croissants, some people have whatever. Nombre, I have a, a nice little, uh, uh, one or two uh, tamales for breakfast and I'm good to go. So, Delicious, to, delicious tamales. How long have you guys been in business?
2: Uh, we've been in business
1: for 43 years.
0: 43 years. Wow. Yeah,
1: yes. okay. Herlinda was born into the business. I was. <laughs> I am only 41, but, uh, okay. you know, since my she's been with us. She's, <laughs> she's been working since she was a kid. <laughs>
0: okay, so for the benefit of our listeners here, we have a mother-daughter team. We have a mother daughter team here but that been in the tamale business for what'd you say, forty-three years? Forty three years, yes sir. Forty three years. Okay, let's um, I gotta ask, how did we how did you get into the tamale business? I mean it's not something um, you it's not something say. you traditionally go from a childhood, gee, when I grow up I wanna make tamales for a living. <laughs> <Right. laughs>
2: Although we did make tamales when we were young, you know, because most Hispanic families do that. absolutely. Uh, every, the, absolutely. the tamaladas Uh, Now, for me, it was by chance. I came to graduate school, uh, met Herlinda's dad. His family had been doing this for a while, uh, so he wanted to do kind of like the same uh, type of operation, and uh, I continued my studies and helped, uh, well, we both, we both started uh, the delicious tamales in a small little mom and pop. We were the only employees. And we saw that it was gonna be a hit you know people really really like tamales and delicious tamales uh, because we do everything the old-fashioned way and make it a very home style with Tamal uh, it really kicked off
0: so your um, your in-laws were in the business before was it was it a were is by the same name or did they have a different company name
2: no it was the same name it was same delicious name. tamales. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so you and your newlywed husband said we're going to venture off and start our own business and start making tamales. Yes. Is that okay? Sounds a little crazy, but okay. It it, it it's been successful. Um, and Herlinda, you were actually literally born into the business. I, mean, I was. It's not like I was, I it's think not when like I was, you were born on
1: a. I wasn't born on a. A corn husk. husk. Let me finish that <laughs> statement for you. <laughs> no. Yeah, they didn't wrap me up in one of those hospital blankets. They wrapped me up in a corn husk. No, I was I was born into the business. So, yes.
0: Okay, you were born into the business, and I understand. Where did you go to school, Herlinda? Uh,
1: I got my undergrad at um, Incarnate Word University of the Incarnate Word here in San Antonio, and then I got an MBA from UTSA.
0: All right. So I, I and I don't know. I'm just kind of taking a shot in the dark here, but you're probably the two of the most educated the money makers I've come across in a while. So. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. Erlinda, the the, edu- the education level and stuff that you've been doing uh, with your master's degree and uh, with MBA, has that been helpful to the business? And if so, how?
1: You know, I, I think it has. Um, in my opinion, I think you learn a lot through life and through your experiences running a company. That's one form of knowledge. But formal knowledge in uh, education with an MBA, I think that uh, it really lends itself to elevating how you run your company, implementing some of the the things that you learn while you're studying, it, it, I think it, it has it, um, it has helped a lot.
0: Okay. Valerie, now you got this little, your daughter here coming in, coming back from college, thinking she knows everything. Was she that helpful to the business or did she just want to change and do things her way? Uh, she was extremely
2: helpful to the business. She brought in all the new ideas. I'm still the old-fashioned way, pencil and paper. She brought in a lot to the company, and I love working with her.
0: Okay, so she brought in processes and mechanism stuff, but the old-fashioned way—that sometimes is the best way—and that's the way you make your tamales, right? The old-fashioned yes. way. That doesn't they,
2: change. The old-fashioned way. <laughs> that All part right. we won't change. go.
0: Yeah. We won't go back to seven thousand BC. But when you're talking about the old-fashioned way, describe for the, describe for me how do you make your tamales?
1: We cook the corn. We grind the corn on these massive stones that we have in a machine they stone you do your own
0: grind you do your own grinding
1: we do we grind it fresh uh in the mornings we add the manteca or the lard uh and then the spices get it everything ready Uh, we get the filling ready whether it's going to be meat beans whatever filling we're going to use and um we get the tamales going
0: Wow, Valerie, you grind your own corn. Do other do other places do that, or is that kind of unique for you guys?
2: I think it's kind of unique. A lot of people have gotten away from that. That's the that's the old fashioned part of the tamal. A lot of people use the freeze dried corn where you just add water. It just doesn't give it that that real homemade type of taste.
0: And when you get that, when you grind the corn, you grind the corn, and that's where you make the masa from the dough.
2: Yes, exactly correct. The corn is cooked. Uh it's got its uh, timing. Uh, when the uh, when the corn is ready, uh the uh, the young men that that work the the meat the corn grinder uh put it into the corn grinder and of course there's these huge stones that grind it into the masa which is the outer filling of the tamal. Uh, and uh, we add the spices, like Herlinda said, we add the the lard, which really gives it an authentic taste. Uh, some people uh, would prefer the oil, but tamales have to have lard. Hey, yeah, That's, we're not yes yeah, yeah. the flavor.
0: If you're if you're gonna eat tamales, you're not <laughs> gonna get into this low cal, keto friendly, you know, nombre. I mean, now, you have to have the lard.
1: You know, on the flip side, we do have a, a Southwest vegetarian tamal that we use oil with. Since it's completely meat-free, so you know, and those are very delicious as well. So those are the vegan tamales. To yes,
0: They're the vegan. Oh, vegan tamales. <laughs> Just, hey, everybody, all right, has right all the right, tamales. okay. I know everybody has everybody to each his own, but I'm going to pretend I didn't hear that. All right, so Valerie, <laughs> right, we're we're talking about old-fashioned white. Kind of walk us through. You you get the grinding, you got the masa, then what's kind of Pretend nobody, pretend we don't know anything about making tamales, which, well, I do, but take us through the process. What do you do once you get the masa?
2: Once we get the masa, we get it all with the lard, get the spices. Uh, We do the same thing with the meat. We grind our meat here. The only thing we don't don't do is raise our piggies that we use for the filling. Uh, And then it's different type of meats. We either do the pork, the chicken, the bean, the cheese. Uh, oh you guys, you guys
0: you guys have what 14 flavors or 14, 14 different flavors.
2: 14 wow. flavors yes now when uh, and then we have a machine that has two uh, large drums each one is one is filled with the masa one with the meat and then it comes out through an extruder and the meat is already in the filling the of the masa mm-hmm.
0: oh, and then it goes okay. on a
2: conveyor belt and it's got a quill that cuts it to make sure it's consistent and then we've got uh, our employees on each side getting the tamal and wrapping it in the corn husk. So it's still a, a process where it, it, the the employees are getting it and making it. Uh, it's hand wrapped. It's hand wrapped. It's, it's, like it's, conve- it's, it's, it's a conveyor belt. It's kind of like the I Love Lucy show where they're eating the candies real quick. Uh,
0: so we have okay. our trained
2: Tamale okay. makers that are as quick, if not quicker, than and what Lucy was doing.
0: <laughs> do you ever catch them stuffing a tamale down their down their mouth as the as <laughs> no. conveyor belt goes by?
1: Not unless they eat no, raw, meat meat and raw masa. Okay. Yeah,
0: that's true. It's raw at that point. It is raw, yes. Okay. So when it's raw and they get it wrapped into the corn husk, and I think and people make tamales different ways, and going back historically, I mean, uh, banana leaves are also used in making tamales, are they not?
1: They can be, yes. They sure
0: are. Now, I know you guys don't do that. Corn husk is is seem to be the most common um, in this part of the country. But once you get them, come off the conveyor belt, they're hand-wrapped, they're ready to go, then what's the next step?
2: The next step is to put it in stainless steel trays, uh, 10 dozen to a tray. And uh, we continue the process until we complete a rack full of of trays. And then we put them in our freezer
1: to Each be rack. cooked at a later date. Right. Each rack holds six hundred okay. dozens.
0: Six hundred dozens per of rack. Okay. Per
1: rack. That's how we keep cats. Okay. We freeze them and we box them raw.
0: Is it is it a quick freeze or slow freeze? Um,
1: uh, we have really, well, really, really large freezers. They they freeze pretty quick. I mean we, we freeze them overnight. I've never really timed how long it takes to freeze them solid, but they are frozen solid.
0: Okay. Now why do you freeze them prior to cooking them?
1: Because when we send them to our stores, they are sent f- frozen raw in boxes, and each store cooks their tamales fresh. So that's why we don't cook them on our end; they get cooked when they're going to be used to sell. All
0: right. Now, now, um, Valerie, Orlando's talking about stores. How many stores do you have? How many locations do you have?
2: Uh, we have personally. We have eight locations. Uh, six in San Antonio, two in Austin. And then we do have an online store, which is, I guess that would be considered our, our ninth store. Okay. Where we, where we people order them either for pickup at the locations or uh, for shipping. We do ship okay. them nationwide. Uh, and I guess we could even add a 10th uh, location with all the business we do with a Grubhub, DoorDash, Uber Eats, uh, that I the orders so are coming in okay. constantly. Yeah.
0: Well, well, we'll we'll get into that mail order here in a little while. I'm, we're still making the tomatoes, so okay. you yes. you you make them, you make them, and the, Valerie. Then once, um, as Luna said, then you would ship them to the different locations. We're getting shipped, yes. and then we, each we, location we have, makes them.
2: Yes, each location. They, they're already made. They put them in their freezer, and then they cook them fresh in the morning uh for their customers
0: okay you know, so
2: it's a hot fresh product every day and
0: seven that way days you make a week and that way you maintain quality control from the main plant of making sure every the mile sold has the same texture flavor, flavor yes. quality okay so each location is a what time does what time do your stores open
1: at eight o'clock in the at morning at
2: this at, the, at this time, it's at 8 o'clock. As we get closer to the cooler weather, which is the tamale season, uh, we do open at 7. And uh, it's, it's all day long till 6 p.m. The only day we do close early is on Sundays at 3. But seven days a week, we are open.
0: Okay. Yep. Herlinda, as each of the locations, when they cook their, their, their tamales, how do they cook them? What, what do they cook them in?
1: We have these large steam ovens. So they're cooked in steam for about two to three hours and um that's how they cook them every morning so you steam them They're that's ste- the best way to cook at the them. Mild, and that's the best way to reheat at the mile
0: used to steam them mm-hmm. yeah a little tamale temi- uh, temi- hack here people um i know when i get at the mile and it comes out of the freezer or out of the refrigerator let it thaw out a little bit and what i like to do is get a paper towel Dampen that wet get that paper towel wet and then wrap that wet paper towel, wrap the in that wet paper towel, stick it in the microwave for a little bit of time, and hombre, that thing steams up, comes out nice and soft. Sure it's fresh. It's like it like it's like it's brand new. So this is amazing. So your your factory uh, when, during your busy season, how many how many how many tomatoes are you knocking out a day?
1: I'll tell you what, Gerald. During our busy season I think we make about four thousand dozens a day. 4,000-dozens. 4, 4, we crank dozens. them out. And we could probably make more, but uh, we limit ourselves to about 4,000. We, we don't want to overtax our employees. Somebody. It's just a lot of the miles okay. to be wrapping up.
0: <laughs> 4,000, so that'll take uh, maybe – cover, what, five or six uh, family reunions for Mexicanos? You know, maybe. <laughs> right? <laughs> just Right. Uh, and I, you I did want to mention you,
1: also, dear, at our factory, we have a, our state inspector there every day. So it, it also okay. – um, it keeps us and our product extremely uniform. We have a, a, you know, very tight ship that we run over there. We keep everything um, consistent. Yeah, consistent.
0: So as long as checking the equipment and the cleanliness and the quality everything. does, does yeah. does the inspector actually taste test and making sure? Is he also a, a taster, or do you have your own tasters?
1: <laughs> we <have> own <our laughs> tasters, but he's been known to taste a couple here yes. and there.
0: Okay well next next time you have a job opening for a taster, just give me a call I'll be more than happy <laughs> to visit a couple of your locations um, you
2: know the good thing about tamales I was going to mention is uh they're n- not just for breakfast or lunch or dinner they are for breakfast, lunch, dinner, snack party they're for they're everything for everything.
0: And even that, you know, 3 o'clock in the morning when you've been out too late and you're looking for something to eat, yeah, right. uh-huh. you know, that Whataburger line is too long. You go, no, I'm not going to stand in that line. And then it's like, okay, let's just uh, go home and warm up some some tamales. That's no, it. you're right. Delicious tamales. You're right. Now, the tamales are uh, not only for every meal year, year-round, but you do have your peak season. What is the peak season for, for tamales, Erlinda?
1: Peak season for us starts... Maybe mid-November and December. December definitely for Christmas, uh, but more and more we see a trend where in November for Thanksgiving, uh, people want it there along with their turkey. You know, Thanksgiving is turkey, pumpkin pie, dressing, and now it's the malice.
0: There I mean, I know in our family. I mean, anytime we sit down for a big meal, whether it be your traditional. Turkey with dressing and cranberry sauce and sweet potatoes and mashed potatoes. Nobody, you're gonna find some tamales there on the side. I mean, you got, you right. got it. You gotta mm-hmm. have the tamales. Okay, so the holiday season is uh, your biggest, biggest time here. What would you say um, business wise? How much, how much of your overall revenue for the year do you bring bring in during that holiday season?
1: For the holiday season, I think we make as much revenue in December as we do the whole other 11 months of the year. So it's very... Uh, wow. Very, very it's tasty. a very seasonal
2: very seasonal business. <laughs> yes, I think the fourth quarter is, is, uh, is our busy, busy season. Because not only do we do the holidays, we also do a lot of fundraisers with schools, organizations like the Pep Squad, the band. They go out and take orders, and then they put one big order with me, Because they're taking so many. Sometimes they take up to 3,000 dozens at a time. Uh, I give it to them at a discount. They add their whatever they want to make in profit. And there you go. They've got their money for their trips, for parties, whatever they're going to do. Uh, but we do do a lot of fundraisers and those are in October, November. So that keeps us busy also during the, the last, uh, the fourth quarter of the season.
0: Wow, things have changed. I remember when I was little, you'd have, we'd have to sell those little chocolate candy bars.
2: And they are so and good,
0: They are good. Your choice, do you like it with almonds or without almonds? I, mean, but, <laughs> I like it with almonds. <laughs> with, yeah, so we've gone we from, America is changing. We've gone from uh, from the chocolate candy bars to tamales. It used for to be cookie dough
1: for me when I was in high school. It's cookie dough.
2: <sighs> That's what you all sell a lot of. That's mm-hmm. right.
0: Well, business is business, and fundraising is fundraising. Um, uh-huh. Valerie, you've been in the business obviously for a while. How how have you seen the industry change over the years, or have you?
2: Um, yeah, I, right now the I think the uh, I mean we used to have people come in and apply constantly, but I think because of the pandemic, you know, uh, people are not applying as much into. Uh, Just a regular job, you know. I have openings all the time, Um, so I I see that trend uh, uh, that has changed. Where we used to have a lot of employees, and one of the biggest problems that I hope the government I mean, I hate to get political, uh, but one of the biggest problems that I hope the government gets to solve is all these immigrants coming in from out of uh, the country. They need a job. We need employees. Hey let's match them together you know yeah. give them a, uh, no, an ability to work Give them an opportunity. yeah let's give yeah. them an opportunity to work. So you're
0: absolutely work. you're absolutely right. And I don't think it's getting political its just it's just business. In fact, I saw a report the other day that the coming out of the United States um, Chamber of Commerce in that if every unemployed person in the country were to ha- get a job, we'd still be short over four million people to fill jobs. Wow. so it's definitely, wow. a, There is definitely a need. No, I agree with you. We're going to, we'll talk about that offline a little bit. So congratulations on having a successful company. And I think the name is appropriate, Delicious Tamales. It describes, it describes a product, but it's, you not only have tamales, what are some of the other products that you have, Herlinda?
1: Well, recently we've opened a new line of products for our shipping. Uh, we ship carne guisada, uh, we ship picadillo. We ship rice. We ship refried beans, salsa, red and green. We have the barbacoa. We have tortillas. Uh, you know, you can find it all on our website at delicioustamales.com. And it's really taken off. There's people that are just looking for authentic Mexican food to get delivered directly to them to their door. And we'll be more than happy to do that for you.
0: The tortillas that you ship out, Corn or Flour? Both. Both. Mm-hmm. Now we wow. don't make them here
1: because so, we're not a we're not a molino, uh, right? And we don't, you know, we just don't have the equipment for that. But we have a bakery up the street that makes the flour tortillas homemade for us, and then we have another tortilleria that we go to to get the corn tortillas, and they do it the old-fashioned way as well. They cook their corn, grind it, and that's their main line of business. So that's.
0: So if a person anywhere in the country wanted a good authentic Mexican meal, they just can go online to Delicious Tamales and order everything they need, right?
1: They sure can.
2: Yes, yes. they can go to delicioustamales.com and they need to sing a little. As they're <laughs> no.
0: what, what, are, what do they have to do?
1: <laughs> <They> have to... <laughs> one, more one, little... one more
0: time. One more time.
1: They're going to get all excited. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, and and, uh, and you guys sell this? Uh, how do you, when you send it out? How does it go? Does it go UPS? Does it go Postal Service, FedEx? How, <laughs> it goes UPS. How do you ship we it? ship
1: everything UPS. We either ship it overnight, second day, or three day. As the as the months get cooler, we'll do the three day. I, um, it got really really hot here this past few months, so we eliminated that option and we just did overnight or second day. But okay. we'll bring it back here. So, and, then, and then in, the in Texas, hundred. it's a ground in Texas. That's right. Which okay. gets
2: there uh, uh, within a couple of days. So uh, that's 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 a real popular one for Texans.
0: So when you see your UPS driver getting out of the truck wearing a huayvara, you know, Might, my tamales are here. <laughs> <laughs> my tamales are here. <laughs> With a little sombrero. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, as as we're, as we're looking at this, um, You've had some success. You have online. Um, What percentage, and I don't want to get into your business too much, but I'm curious. I don't want to get too much in your business here, but what percentage of your overall business is actually online?
1: Uh, Online, I would say maybe about 15%.
0: Okay. And in the slower months? You know, it's hard to In the slower months? In the slower months. Okay.
1: No, that that is the slower months because we get a lot of online orders for pickup at our stores. So that's considered an online order as well, even though they're getting they're going to pick it up um, because people prepay their orders. But as we get closer to the holidays, it gets so busy that we actually have to shut down the website about mid December wow. because it gets too overwhelming. I mean, our, our managers start texting us, when are we going to shut it down? Uh, when are we going to stop? They they start panicking. It gets too much.
0: Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow, wow. Yes. Okay. All right. Here's another question. Let's say a person is going through San Antonio or they're going through Austin um, as an option to use in the website. They said, well, you know what? We live in Ohio or something. We're going we're gonna to pick up some, some tamales, some other things to take back. Can they do that? Can they go to a store and actually purchase frozen tamales?
1: They can. They can. All of our stores have frozen tamales. Yes. They can. Now we often recommend them to come to our main factory because that's where we vacuum pack them so we can actually we can actually supply them with a ah. shipping box the shipping materials set everything up exactly the way as if we were going to ship it out but they just take it with them They run it through as luggage they take it with them on the plane we have many options
0: So they I mean just take it in your carry on right
1: That's it yep. Just, and hope the TSA yeah. guy doesn't try to confiscate them. Exactly. <laughs>
0: oh, all righty. Well, what you, you said you had fourteen other other um, flavors as you describe them. What are some of the other flavors that you have? Pork is the most common. I mean, you have that. And I, I've, I've had your, I've had your, your, I've had your pork. I've had your your bean and cheese. What are some of the things I have not tasted yet?
2: Uh we have the chicken. We have a tomatillo chicken and cheese. We have a bean and cheese, a jalapeno bean and cheese. We have a sweet tamal, which is a dessert tamal. Um, a,
0: a dessert tamal?
2: Uh-huh, yes, okay. just like Dave, grandma used to make at home. You know, it's a sweet tamal with raisins, pecans, coconut, and it's a sweet masa.
1: It's almost like a, a bread pudding flavor, but it's with corn masa instead of with a flour masa. It's, a, it's like a bread pudding. Mm. Okay. Those are those are pretty popular especially during the holidays.
0: Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, let me ask you this ladies, delicious tamales. Where do you, where do you go from here?
1: Yeah. The only way to go is, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. is our innovative tamale uh yeah. I I tamale princess of things. <laughs> princess. There's lots of things in the works. We have new flavors, uh, maybe a chicken mole eventually.
0: Uh, Black bean, the
1: vegetarian black bean we've been working on. Um, There you
0: go with that vegetarian stuff. I know,
1: but it's (laughs) people of all walks of life deserve to have tamales. So there's there's different flavors. That's one way. And then we're also uh, thinking about doing some mobile vending units or food trucks that we can kind of send out to the little pueblitos that are smaller cities, um, you know, set up there for a day or two. Half the mall is available for sale, and then come back to home base, replenish, and send it somewhere else. So that's that's in the works. Do you, get, but
0: do you guys do any uh, like any farmers markets or county fairs or anything like that right now or not?
1: Not right now. You know, we used to do a lot of events, um, but we're just so busy, and it's it's again back to the whole employment thing. It's hard because when you send sure a, you know a group out to those festivals or other you know places to sell. Which are mostly on
0: weekends, which is both your busy time. That's exactly Got it. it. And, and, you know, Got we just it. don't
1: have the employees to do it right now.
0: Now, talking about weekends, I understand that weekends is when you sell, is the only time you sell your carne guisada, your barbacoa, and some of the other specialty items.
1: Well, the carne guisada and the picadillo and the, and the Mexican food, we sell it Wednesday through Sunday here at our main factory at our restaurant. And the barbacoa okay. is sold on the weekends at all of our stores, but... Uh, those items are available for shipping, so you can get them any day of the week.
0: Anytime, okay. Now, there's. I'm going to ask you this, um, either one of you. The best way, the barakoa. The best way to reheat that barakoa for, for consumption is how. I know I, I have my way, but I want to ask how you guys do it.
2: The best way is to steam it, uh, because it's wet heat. It'll keep it moist. That's um, that. that I mean, that's the way we were taught. You know, growing up. Uh, the moisture is, is important in the barbacoa. You don't wanna have a dry barbacoa. Now when we ship it and then when we vacuum pack it here, the only thing you have to do is make holes in the vacuum. You can put it in the microwave and it steams up in the bag very easy.
0: Okay. It's
1: very
2: easy.
0: Can you also How boil do you it? Heat it up? Can you also boil it when it's in the bag?
2: We you know, have we had some ranchers <laughs> that yeah. do that when they go during deer season. They told us this is what we do. We boil a pot on, on the grill on the floor and then we just put the, the bag in there with the tamales or barbacoa and it it steams up. So there it can go. be done.
0: Well, some good barbacoa and a on tor- a fresh tortilla with some picante sauce on it or pico. I mean, it's great. We love That'd it. That is the, the breakfast of champions. Um, That's I fine. know I'm gonna an anticipate a question. I know some of our listeners probably have. Are you guys do you guys sell franchises? Are you a franchise or is everything just totally family owned?
1: Well, everything is family owned. owned by the two of us. It's not family. It's like <laughs> we are family. But just the two. Just well, well you right. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah, two, two, well, we two. Have
2: a, I have another daughter that is not involved in the business. So uh, hmm. her Linda and myself is what you get. That's I'm it. the queen. She's the princess.
0: The reina. okay. Queen the Raina. mother. I, okay, one. I'm the
2: queen. The tamale queen. I know that I have a, uh, a sign on the front of my desk that says tamale queen that
1: you gave me, Herlinda, when you were young. I did. I gave it to her. A young girl. <laughs> I think when I was 18 or 19.
0: <laughs> well, we have, we have the, the queen and the, uh, the young princess here. Um, definitely done for 43 years. I mean, that's very significant. Congratulations on, on your business success. And congratulations on being innovative enough to keep up with the times, pivoting during the COVID, coming up with um, the shipping. I mean, the world is changing and the country is changing. Yes. I and mean, uh, salsa outsells ketchup. People, more and more people are discovering, you know, just the uh, the cuisine Mexican of, of Mexican food and like it. Like yes. it and, and want it as part of a regular diet. So as that, as that continues to grow and your business continues to grow, Any thought of franchising?
1: We've considered it uh, franchising. Um, I think in the past we had talked about it. It requires a lot of legal stuff we haven't really looked into. It'd be great to have franchises. It's just such a seasonal business, which is what the challenge is for a lot of people. Right.
0: Yeah, but then so are are fireworks, but there's a lot of people making money off fireworks. You're
1: right. That's right. right. That's right. I mean, fireworks, you buy them you store them there and with tamales you know you kind of have to scramble for about you know the, the hotter months of the year you kind of just have to ride it and wait and then once the holiday season comes around you just you know you let it take off on its own so but we're more than happy if anybody wants to contact us and think about the franchising <laughs> in houston dallas we are all ears we love to bring delicious tamales to bigger cities uh, around texas
0: or Linda, do you have any kids?
1: I have two daughters.
0: Two daughters, and uh, do they come to work with you?
1: Sometimes, sometimes. one, my one is girls. three and a half, and the other one is six months. Six months. Okay, they're Not still yet. very, they're yeah. very,
0: very young, very young. Okay. But
1: they, they know the factory. They know what it's like to be here. Um, my three and a half year old is pretty tall, so I'm waiting another year or so, and then I'll get her on that tamale line.
0: Put her, put her, put her <laughs> on put the tamale line. You know, right. l- forget child labor laws. If you're family, you're going to work.
1: A, you know, it's very <laughs> important to teach kids uh, the importance of earning the dollar, earning money. If you're going to spend it, you got to learn how to earn it. And that's Absolutely. the way I was taught. That's the way I was brought up. And it's it's extremely important, I think.
0: Well Valerie you, you're establishing a legacy here Erlinda you have two young daughters that are growing up are you hoping that one of them will be interested enough in the business to take over as you two start maturing and are ready for maybe retirement <laughs> years from now
1: I'm ready I'm ready My mom's been talking about retirement for the past 10 15 years and I don't know if she'll ever retire I think it's a, a labor of love for her you know What you going to do if you retire you are going to stay at home you are going to get tired have nothing to do.
0: She'll stay at home and make the tamales. I mean, if, if you're going to make them, might as well might as well get paid for making them. That's
2: it. That's right.
0: That's right. Okay. Well, I want to thank you very very much for taking time to to be on the podcast today. I know I've learned a lot, and hope our listeners have have discovered new ways of uh, enjoying tamales, and definitely how to reheat them, and just the the innovation that you've created in the um, in the shipping. Not only the tamales, but the the barrocoa, the pico de gallo, and the the, uh, the um, uh, flour and corn tortillas, and soon maybe some chicken mole. If I heard you correctly, it's early in the works. that that chicken would, mole tamales. It's in it's in the works. Okay. Well, is there anything, uh, Herlinda? You first, and then Valerie. Anything you'd like to leave the listening audience with? Any thoughts? Any?
1: Uh, we're here when you're ready to place your order. Visit us online. We are geared up for our holiday season. If you want delicious tamales y más, just come check us out online, and we'd be more than happy to fulfill any uh, wants of authentic Mexican food.
0: Delicious, theme, delicious tamales y más. Delicious, delicious tamales delicious tamales
1: dot uh, Delicioustamales.com. Yes,
2: yes, delicious tamales and more. Uh, I would always suggest to people uh, to try to order early. You know, and that way, once you order, your order is on our books, and there's nobody going to take your order but you when you show up okay. for it. Right.
0: Do you also do catering? Do you also do catering?
1: We don't do we catering. Don't. Um, and we I'm sell to just,
2: catering companies, you know, but uh, we don't do it ourselves.
1: Yeah, we don't have the manpower, and we just don't do catering. Now, our cutoff for shipping, if you want to also include this, uh, is December the twelfth. So we usually cut ah, off mid-December okay. for shipping. Because uh, then it just gets too crazy, you know. UPS starts letting us know we can't get it there on time. It might get there, it might not, and we just don't risk it. So December. Okay, the 12th. so de-
0: December, the de- important date September. I mean December. You say December September, the twelfth. December. December. 12th. De- for Christmas. For Christmas. Okay.
1: Is that, that for the rest of the year? For the for the end of the year? Uh, okay. Is December the twelfth?
0: Now then, are your stores still open after December the 12th where they can go to the store and purchase oh, yeah. them? Or are you pretty we're, much we're cutting open. off there?
1: Mm-hmm. Our online store is what shuts down. It just gets overwhelming, and then we can't guarantee that the shipment will get there on time. But our stores are open all the way until December the 24th. Uh, okay. Usually we close about 4 o'clock. Uh, all of our stores shut down, and then we close for Christmas, and we come right back on the 26th for the New Year's run.
2: So then. For there the New go. Year's Eve run, because they, a lot of people do buy tamales for New Year's Eve,
1: also. Yeah, yeah, and we so, so people people
0: can,
1: and atomic tamales,
0: and atomic. Oh, so pe- so people can order tamales or go pick them up as late as the twenty third or twenty fourth.
1: They sure can, yes. And right. then again
2: on the twenty sixth, all the way till the thirty first. Okay.
0: Yes. And I tell you what, Christmas is not Christmas unless you unwrap tamales with your Mm -hmm. presence
2: if you you do not have tamales for your holidays you are not a true Texan as I like to say Uh, but now like I say tamales have cut across across all cultures it's not just Hispanics anymore everybody has to have tamales
0: now uh, believe it or not we actually have some listeners in other parts of the world I know I have listeners we have listeners in Canada in the Netherlands, even in Bangladesh, uh, oh. we have listeners. Mm. But you do not ship internationally, do you?
1: You know, we don't. We don't. We can't guarantee not yet. we'll get not there yet. in time. Not yet.
0: Not yet. Okay. I'm sure we'll cut.
1: <laughs> not yet.
0: Not yet. All right. We'll end it there. Okay. Not yet. Uh, Valerie, Herlinda, thank you once again so much for being with us today. I really enjoyed the conversation. You've been listening to the Latino Business Report. My name is Jr. Gonzalez. I am your host, and you can find um, our complete body of work on latinobusinessreport.com. If you're more of a YouTube person, you can also find a, our entire library of episodes on a YouTube under the same name, Latino Business Report. Guys, be safe out there. we got the holiday season um, fast approaching. We have Hispanic Heritage Month, all kinds of activities. Drive safe. Be careful. Next time you're hungry delicious tamales all right Mm -hmm. guys have a great day and we'll talk and hopefully we'll see you soon